The drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you, inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed provided by Strayer University affiliates of Field Learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef. Episode 18 of This Is Us 2 is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. Listen, guys, if you don't know what Minute With Mary is, you need to search the hashtag Minute With Mary on Facebook. Join my marvelous VIP group. Connect with me on Facebook. It is a way to try out some new makeup. Get confident with color, uh, whether it's your skin or you just want to play with some awesome mascara. Girls, I am here to hook you up and it is a joy to be able to work with you. So head on over to MinuteWithMary.com or search the hashtag MinuteWithMary to start the road to a new you. How do I honor my father's legacy? And I realized I honor it by taking what I've learned from how he lived his life and having it shape the way I go on living mine. And so here it is, Tyler. Um, I quit. Hold on. No hard feelings, man. I walk out of here in triumph. I came, I saw, I conquered. What are you gonna do? Instead of running in the morning, I'll go for a walk. Slow it down a little. Talk to my mailman. That seems like a good way to start the day. From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and I think I want a funeral. You want a what? A funeral. Oh, a funeral. Me yeah. too. I think I want a funeral. I, I don't want to have all the morbid, oh, he was, he was the great man, and the crying, and the this, and the that. Yep. Like I want everybody to have like a bunch of beers. <laughs> a bunch of beers. You know, and uh, I want to have, uh, I do want to have the, the song uh, moving on from Lost played. Mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. That's about it. Just drink a bunch of beers, have some fun, maybe watch The Godfather. Hey, you know, that could be good. So that's that's what I got. You know, one of the things that really stood out to me in this episode was how the drastic contrast of life and death really made you realize that life is short (laughs) and that putting up with people who don't treat you well is just not a good option. So uh, several years ago, Blake and I got married and life changes, you know, dramatically when people die, when babies are born, when you get married, all these big chapters happen. And during the same time, I was being treated very poorly by um, a boss of mine, like very poorly. And this woman... Was this raptor hands? This was raptor hands. (laughs) This woman. (laughs) Ay, caramba. Um, I mean, 
just just was a bad boss. Just was a bad boss, man. Like made you sign blank contracts, made you do things you weren't supposed to do, mishandled a lot of stuff that should not have been mishandled. And um, not I found, a good person. Not a good person. And as a you know young employee, I would go in there and I'd get shot down. And so finally. I stood up for myself, you know, to this boss who treated me very, very poorly, who was a terrible person to work with, and she lost her mind. She flipped out and said, what do you mean? And I'm going to make sure that nobody else ever hires you. And (laughs) now I'm self-employed and it's amazing. But, you know, she just lost her mind and said, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know, but it's going to be great. And when I saw Randall stick up to... This boss who had given him so much work that he had to work 20 hour days that he missed time with his family and his loved ones. And and I felt the same way with this job that I had been at and treated so poorly. And I felt so proud of Randall when he said, I might take a walk instead of a run. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for any of you who are like really struggling with someone who just doesn't treat you well maybe you don't have the option of leaving but do know that you're the only person that can stand up for yourself and you have to put yourself first and take care of yourself so blake Tell us uh, a little bit more about the episode details. Sure. The title was What Now? Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty, again, self-evident as what it is referring to on a bunch of different levels. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, which one do you think it's about? I know. So many things. I think all of the storylines, really. Uh, And uh, the director was Wendy Stansler. Uh, Tell me about Wendy. Wendy has directed many, 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 many television shows. Really? Um, But some of the highlights include uh, Mozart in the Jungle. Love that show. That show is so great. It's so weird. It's so freaking weird. But I love it. But it's great. I love that show. Uh, let's see what else we got here. She did Glow on Netflix, okay. Orange is the New Black, Shameless, uh, Glee, another favorite of Mary's. Yep. And what else do we got here? We got uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, love, love. Oh, yeah. Desperate Housewives, Grey's Anatomy, and Sex and the City. So she has been around. All around the genres. Quite a bit. Yes. And, and they're actually all ensemble shows, mm-hmm. uh, at least the major highlights. Uh, so with that said, I think this is a pretty good fit for for, for your girl Wendy over here for for an episode that needed honestly everyone to shine. She she did done good. I would. Who I would, wrote this episode? Written by K J Steinberg. With, uh, he was KJ the guy uh, who wrote the best washing machine yes. in the world. Okay. And Vera Herbert, who did the trip. Okay. All right. All right. So lemonade reading time. What okay. would you give this episode? On a scale of one to five lemonades. All right. I, see, this is a developing take of mine. Okay. okay. I can't give you a full out lemonade rating only because my take is take dependent on, <laughs> on what? <laughs> the next episode. Okay. Uh, so I think nice. my take is going to be as Thanks high, to a cliffhanger. Okay. A, as high as a 4.5, as low as a, as low as a three. Wow. Um, I'm all over the board. Yes, I'm you all are. over the board. And it's but take, as of I, now, you're four point five. Like, like if that episode <sighs> you never got to see anything after that, you'd be on a five. Uh yeah. Yeah, you liked that episode a lot. I, I know like, you did. I know that you're upset about the cliffhanger. I know that you're upset about that. And, and, and it's not because I'm, it's not that I'm upset about a cliffhanger. I don't mind cliffhangers. I was a Lost fan. We that's that's what we thrived on. Correct. It was just. 
you know, we'll get into it. But it was just the way that it was done and how it was edited <laughs> and the whole thing. Okay. I hate being take dependent. I know. Can't I know. Stand it. I know. All right. So uh, my lemonade rating is yes. a four point eight. I loved this episode. I loved seeing everybody shine. I love me those big three together. So give me all the family bonding. I can't believe you are. You're saying it's a four point eight. Our conversation last night gave me a little bit of a different. Uh, take from you. I, I thought you were going to go much lower. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a mad scientist laugh. Like no. you, you totally set me up. No, I'm saying that like if this episode, I'll get to it. I'll get to my point, Blake. I right. was I was take trapped. Let's, let's do some GBGs. <laughs> what is your, uh, why don't we do mine? Yeah, why don't you do yours? Okay. Yeah. My good, bad, and great. So my good for this episode was having a funeral like you talked about in the beginning. I too, when I pass, I want people to have a big old celebration in some way, shape, or form to laugh and chat about fun things I don't want it to be this mopey old thing that we're all used to going to Mm -hmm. I would love some little children to be planning my funeral so that whole idea complete with taking a walk with a fancy old man hat Mm -hmm. I'm all about (laughs) the bad was the ending of Jack driving under the influence like that no I mean ugh yeah, period. Um, And then Mm -hmm. we'll get to that in a little bit and then my great was with Randall and Kate, when Kate like loses her, you know, she, she can't hold it together during the funeral, goes outside, thinks it's Toby coming after her, and really, it's Randall. Mm-hmm. And really, we don't get to see these two interact that much as adults. You know, we get to see a lot of her and Kevin. We haven't been able to see too awfully much of Kate and Randall get together. And for her to say, I'm so sorry that you went through this twice. Um, and then he Randall then tells Kate this really special little story. And um, he tells Kate that life is only bearable when you get to tell these stories and let those feelings out. And so I was just so thankful for that moment of her to say I'm feeling this all again it's all been coming out I can't believe you had to go through it twice and for Randall to say you know part of this is is sharing these stories with people and Mm. go share it with Toby so that whole sibling interaction that had me the crying the most this episode and I just loved it how about you what was your good bad great my good well actually my GBG they're all related to the unexpected or Mm. the unpredictable and i did that because this episode was actually quite predictable in my opinion okay and the things that stood out to me are what i think matters most and the first one was beth you know everybody got their goodbye everybody got Mm -hmm. something somehow some way from william and beth didn't get it and she's sitting there looking at the at the pills and she's like i refilled his pills and he knew and he still left and he didn't give me nothing. And nope. she was pissed. She was so freaking mad. She was the one who was taking care of him. She was the one who was doing all who was doling out all the things that he needed to get done. And that is what's interesting, I think, most about this show. Sometimes it, it is quite it not sometimes, most of the time it, it is quite manipulative. But it somehow sometimes find finds a way to tug at you in a different way and Beth being mad and giving that character more than just being mm-hmm. hey I'm Randall's wife and I'm, I took care of William giving her more than that to be angry at William in a time when everybody was so happy and mm-hmm. funeral and memorial and this and that I thought that was great I, well and it was also like a little shout out to the unsung heroes of being a mom right and keeping the family functioning together you know the right. the mom role is often uh, not acknowledged enough in our society and I think that for Beth to stand up and say I did XYZ 
I noticed these things about him. Um, it really goes to show you that, yes, yes, these little, little things do matter and that the people who do this do it because they're caring people. So I, I agree. I mm-hmm. agree. The bad was the freaking mailman See, scene. I loved the mailman. Oh, my God. The mailman. the mailman. It was so... This is one of those things where the show... Is trying so hard no. to be manipulative. Okay, imagine and- if I was your mailman. Imagine me, Mary Larson, coming up. Uh-huh. This mailman, I think, actually is my other spirit animal. Like my like, <laughs> like hi. How I want to just chat with got? everybody. You want to talk to the milkman while you're at it too? How about the guy that does the welding down the street? I don't have a milkman. I wish I did. I really want to support our local dairy farmers. <laughs> anyway, but like when this mailman came up and he's like, "Where's William? How's he doing? I know he's been sick. We've been chatting." Like. If no, I no, was no, a male no. person, if I was a male person, mm-hmm. I would totally like we've had some really good male men in our lives. We have. <laughs> and we've become connected and then when they're not there, I'm concerned about them. For example, my mailman, he's been gone. We've had some like little little floozy 20-year-old someone guy coming around. I want to know where my mailman he's was a about floozy? hip. I, I think he is. All right, then he's got to calm down. I know. I want my mailman with a bad hip. Which is probably why he's not a mailman. But nonetheless, I loved I loved this. Because maybe some of you listening are like, yeah, I'm close to my mailman too. I love our mailman. I'm home all the time. I love our mailman. And when he was sad and he knows his name and he knows he's been going through this. Oh. No, it's okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to ask. I'm just I'm, saying that this mailman, that. I know he wasn't real to you. He was real to me. And if I was a male person, I would have done the same thing. I would have broken down crying. That would have been me. The, the guy just starts crying out That'd of nowhere. Me. It was just garbage. Imagine. Had we, had we seen the mailman talk to William, maybe in like in a throwaway scene earlier in the season or whatever, I could kind of get on board because I've seen it. It makes sense to me. But for this jabroni mailman to show up that I've never seen before. Nope, I think it was important. I think it was important for it to be a jabroni because this means you don't even know who else William has touched. Yeah, I know. But it was so over the top. Like, William died. And, I and he just it. started sobbing. Like, he's emotional. Oh, my okay? goodness. Maybe he, he's a Pisces like me. Yeah. You would have, if you were the mailman, you would have been crying. <laughs> and the great. The great was obviously, obviously seeing Jack and William together. What a great scene! That a, a tear, a tear or two streamed down my face watching that and yep. seeing adult Randall in his dream yep. with the two fathers coming together, finally being able to commiserate. Uh, even and even though it's a dream, it's it's something that again not expected mm-hmm. you never expected jack and william to share a scene together and i love when this is us gets creative like that you yes. know sometimes it can be like i said earlier a little ham-fisted mm-hmm. remember rebecca trying to hold all the doors and locking and the, into this and the that and like all right you know like calm down a little bit but this was excellent and it was excellent because it was rooted in a very simple easy funny story teaching Randall how to drive Love and it. and like there was this moment when 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 Jack like touches William's leg like he bangs on it as they're laughing and I just thought damn that is great that is, that is one of the coolest scenes this is us has done yet and I, I really agree. really really loved it <sighs> all right let's jump into the show okay what do you got let's just do the big three, man. Let's we, do the big three. The, the big three, I'm... I'm starting with Kevin. Okay. I feel like he's the easiest one. But um, boom ting <laughs> Get it? Because he sleeps around. <laughs> <laughs> that was... You know what? Bam! 
Yep. Thank you. You, you got it. Thank you. I got you. <laughs> um, you know, Kevin is really, really continuing to uh, warm up for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he really started off as this one-dimensional character. Mm-hmm. And for him to say, Sophie, I moved to New York for you uh, to really fight for the New York Times um, writer to come <laughs> doesn't even come but he still is doing the show I mean we all wondered after him going and supporting Randall if the show would go on what would happen and Sloan is still there mm-hmm. Sloan's still happy they still had a full house people loved it sure. Ron Howard loved it apparently <laughs> so here's Sophie. Ron Howard just shows up in the middle of nowhere. Not ready to see the Pearson clan, understandably. I get it. Understandably, Sophie. I'm really proud of Sophie. I'm really proud of Sophie for holding out. And I'm really proud of her for being guarded and reminding Kevin repeatedly. Like every time we've seen her, mm-hmm. she's like, and just so you know, and it's almost like she's saying to the audience, just so y'all know, you're going to be seeing this in the future because mm-hmm. y'all are falling in love with Kevin right now. And I'm going to remind you all that he was a cheating schmuck right. when he, we were about 24 or something. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really happy that it was kind of the slow burn. And for him to say to her, Okay, I moved to New York for you, but then Ron Howard comes and offers Kevin a movie deal. Yeah, and like I don't know, it just that's some serious name dropping here. Ron Howard just shows up. I kind of loved it. I was not a big fan, but I I get what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, there's no. Uh, mm. Ooh, ooh, you got mm. like you've got a mm face going on. I was gonna say there's no way Kevin takes his job, but I then disagree. again, then again, he's Kevin. And yeah. I think he's. I think he might take the well, job. Well, and Kate and Toby, because at first I was like, nope, everybody's in New York. And then we get reminded, of course, that Kate and Toby are heading back to L.A. Right. And I was like, maybe, maybe Kevin's going to say, listen, the long distance thing didn't work out last time. Come to L.A. with but me. But come to L.A. with me or I will be gone for three months and I still love you oh, and I'll come no back. No way, no way. And, that, and this is exactly why... I'm happy they did this. This is exactly why she's not going to be around too much longer. There's no way they're going to be able to survive this. And it's too much for Kevin to pass up. Well, I hope she was on birth control. (laughs) (laughs) And I liked the arc that Kevin had. He was so convinced that the guy, the, 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 what's it called there? The uh, New York Times editor? Yeah, the editor or the the reviewer, critic, critic, yeah, whatever. He was so convinced that the guy matted. And yeah. by the end of the episode, we realize, hey, it, it's it's not about him. It's about the family being mm-hmm. together. But then we have that temptation at the end, which is a good lead-in possibly to yeah. what happens in the next episode, or at the very least, at the very least, next season, which I think which I think is reasonable. I would agree. I would agree. So Kevin, well done. Gets the whole family together, and how interesting that it happens after the funeral. I really mm-hmm. liked how they just had this whole day of like sad but joyful doing mm-hmm. all these family things and he has to go off to the theater mm-hmm. and then kate and then kate with toby and the whole thing with the them talking about jack and her not being able to talk about her dad and what and then happens she actually says it's because i'm the reason it's my fault and i felt like that was kind of predictable just like how well, we've been saying it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I felt like we said that a, f- a number of episodes ago. And I feel like like even Kevin's play being amazing and great and everybody loving it, predictable. Um, he, here's the issue that I have with uh, Kate's admission to Toby. Okay. At the end of yeah. this episode, it's edited so that 
Kate says to Toby. Teenage Kate. Oh, oh, well, adult Kate. Yeah, adult Kate says to Toby, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. In betwixt, okay, in, in, in between, um, it's edited so that teenage Kate is talking to Jack and he is a little inebriated, drops his keys, gets in the car and it takes off and that's the end of the episode. Correct. It is leading you to believe, the show is leading you to believe that Kate is the reason and she is the reason because she convinced him, hey, go talk to Rebecca. Go, And he took that as like, okay, I'm going to go drive now. I'm going to go see Rebecca after the little hussy over there yeah, decided Heather. to touch his leg. Yeah, they're basically saying one plus one equals death. Right. So Kate tells Jack, teenage Kate tells Jack, hey, go fix it with mom. It's only two hours away. Jack is drunk, gets into the car. And now we all know. And then we hear adult Kate say, it's, my, it's fault. my fault. So I agree with you. This is this is why it is a 4.8. This is what you and I were talking about last night that we were upset about with this episode. Right. Part of me almost feels like this in and of itself could have been the season finale. That, Definitely. Like, everything was tied up. I'm really confused. And I've got a lot of like, what is going to happen next episode? We had all the three together. We had Randall working things out with Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Like, huge time working things out. We have Kevin working things out with Sophie and yet having a little bit of a cliffhanger for himself. We have Kate opening up to Toby. Mm -hmm. We have this beautiful, I mean, honestly, teenage Kate stole the scene Mm -hmm. in regards to the Kate plot in this um, this episode. Teenage Kate and her relationship with Jack, the Jack-Kate-Young relationship, I think might be my second favorite relationship after Randall and Beth. I could probably get on board with that one. I could co-sign. It's just so strong. It... Gosh, I just wish it could have been longer than the teenage years because really Jack was Kate's best friend. Right. And it seems almost like she was his, that she was able to... Tell him, hey, be, what are you doing? Yeah, be the Jiminy Cricket on his shoulder. That was great. That was great. After, you know, Jack and Rebecca have that very cold <laughs> embrace. Oh, man. And, you know, I, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're in the middle of things, you get stuck in your point of view... I can see, no matter how much you love that person, I can see how that would happen, where you're mm-hmm. just like, this is messed up. You can't do this. But the other person is convinced that they're right and they're going to do what they have to do. And it's like, you love each other, so you want to say goodbye and give a kiss, and that, but it's just half-hearted. It's happened between you and I. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's just, life is messy. And I, I can appreciate that. But when Kate looks at Jack and says, Dad, come on. And the same thing happens to me all the time. After I leave, if I have that kind of interaction with you, I'll get in the car and I'll be like, oh man, that was not good. That was stupid. You know, and he he tries to run out and tries to do the whole thing. She takes off, whatever. And again, everything is at its best before it turns worse. So Kate, I'm sorry, Rebecca taking off before he could say goodbye, before he could fix it. And Kate saying, oh, it was my fault. Him getting drunk. Uh, almost having a a, a run in with the with the floozy, uh, even though he shuts her down immediately, oh, yeah, which I is great. Thank God. I remember looking at it that going, please don't go down this route. I don't doubt Jack or Rebecca. I don't think either of them are cheaters, which right. I think is a really awesome part of this couple and their personality. Right. They are flawed. They are really flawed humans, as are all humans, and that's okay. Uh-huh. And and that's why I'm saying like it makes sense that the show was building up. Yes. 
to this because it's showing you all these like missed opportunities and it's like they're not getting the one moment to say goodbye and to to have everything be okay will jack die before he sees rebecca in your opinion no and and that is what gets me a little upset there is zero chance that they do that there is this episode had a lot going on you know and it reminded me like i I talked about the godfather earlier Mm -hmm. this actually reminded me about the godfather if you remember um you know the godfather one when michael he settles all the family business Mm -hmm. he kills everybody except except himself he kills everybody and that's what it felt like here it felt like the writers were tying up everybody's storyline very neatly and in a bow so that we can move on either to the to the finale or to the next season Mm -hmm. and like you said this could have been the season one finale jack driving off could have been a really cool cliffhanger the problem is so much happened in this episode especially after memphis where you had that really emotional... We had to digest, William. You, you had to digest. But you also had to cover everything. You also had to clean everything up, too. Yeah. I don't think Jack is going to die next episode. Um, and that is why I'm take-dependent, because if he doesn't die, the show was being very disingenuous. Yeah, this ending, this cliffhanger ending of Jack driving off drunk while the voiceover of Kate saying it was my fault... It just, yeah. Like if he if he does die, it's too predictable. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't die, the show is being disingenuous. So it wrote itself into a corner, mm-hmm. and because of that, it, that's what brought it down. That's what that's what brings it down. But so much of this episode was amazing because you know we focused all of our efforts last episode in right. Memphis and loving on William, and then this episode, seeing how the rest of the family loved on William, seeing these adorable girls, like being able to mark out every single part of his favorite day, best love for him. Right. Rebecca, Rebecca having to sit through the funeral and oh. see how much, hearing Beth talk about this man and how sad she and Randall were for only having so little time. Right. And I was saying it out loud because I couldn't hold it in. You would ha- it would have this shot every once in a while of the, during the funeral of Rebecca. And I said, this is all her fault yep. that it's been so short. Mm-hmm. And nobody's saying it and nobody is sending out this evil glare at Rebecca. Like, shame on you because we only had a few months with him. Right. But like, in her mind, she must have been thinking this whole oh, time. Yeah. You know, they could have had a lifetime with him. And, Ma- and Mandy Moore, angry face. Oh, the RBF. Oh, my the RBF God. On Mandy Moore. Woo, cut glass. Oh, man. I, woof. One thing about Mandy Moore that I had to point out that really like made me laugh and giggle in a weird way okay. is um, she and Randall had this little phrase, um, you know, I love you. I love you more. I love you most. And then they were saying it on their walk. And I don't know. Of course, we have not seen the show when it came out in real time. But for all you Disney people out there who love Tangled, which Mandy Moore starred in, um, she says it with Mother Gothel. I love you very much, dear. I love you more. I love you most. Don't forget it. 
you'll regret it. Mother knows best. Um, so, Listen but nonetheless, to your mumsy. <laughs> they, say, <laughs> they say it multiple times entangled, like, I love you, I love you more, I love you most. I know, say it with my family. And then they said it twice in this episode. And I was like, did they put this in because Mandy Moore said this entangled? Absolutely. Love it. Of love course. It. I love you. I love you more. I love you most. And then I love how Randall was like, I'm a grown man. Listen to your this. mumsy. It's a scary world out there. Oh, are you going to play it? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. We might it. just, you know, we might close up with it. All I right. don't know. Hey, I don't know. It depends on how I'm feeling. I, I I like it. I like where you're going. So really, as you said, it tied up, this episode tied up a lot of things. That's why I gave it such a high 4.8. Uh, you're really feeling Jack's pain and Jack's realness of like, what am I doing? He had two moments of that. I'm cranky. I'm pissed. I'm not worried about my wife. I'm worried about the man that she's with. Mm-hmm. Um, you remember, of course, that Jack put some of his dreams on hold for the family. Right. You know, and here's Mandy Moore, here's Rebecca doing what she wants while the family's still home. So I don't, he hasn't brought any of that up, but I can only imagine how hard it must be. Um, and really it's it's the dating thing that's irking him right. so much. So we get to have a little bit of that. Yep. And in, in the, the Jack sitting at home, Oh, I, I told Chinese Mary, food. I was like, this would totally be me. Like mm-hmm. you'd be off doing whatever you needed to do. And I'd be sitting at home stewing, yeah, stewing, and I'd be eating Chinese food, watching TV, getting more and more upset. Now my vice wouldn't be wanting to go to the bar. It'd be like, all right, do I do I get my keys? Do I go to like CVS and go get chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream? That would be my vice. I'd be like, am I? I'm looking at it, going, I really shouldn't do it, but I'm gonna. And it just. That would be me. I'd yeah. get so mad and so frustrated. That and, you'd want to eat a pint of ice cream. And then, I, and then, of course, I would do it and then be like, no, I got to fix this with Mary. This is so stupid. And then I'd drive, but I wouldn't drop my keys and I wouldn't be drunk. So there you go. There you go. See, you'd survive. <laughs> you would survive. So really, I enjoyed this episode a lot. There's a couple of other things that I, I did want to uh, look at Can here. Can we talk about Jesse? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, my goodness. When Jesse has to call and say that he cannot come to the funeral, yeah. it's just too hard for him. And the way that he is able to describe William, what was it, an armchair? I'm trying to remember exactly how he said it. Oh, God. Yeah, what was it? It was, um, uh, I think it was like a soft arm of a worn chair or something something like that just meaning like oh yeah he's you know he, he was a, he was a good dude you know a, a, a guy that understood that could make it easy for you he was the soft armrest for weary souls to lean on yeah soft arm oh. for a weary chair <laughs> exactly what i said right there we go but <laughs> at first i thought with all these little nuggets of of sweetness coming in from jesse i thought that randall was going to use that and spend part of his toast his eulogy um, yeah. and he didn't he of course gave the mic over to to um beth which was which was excellent was in my so opinion good. that was so excellent good. And then, and then, of course, Beth getting her goodbye with the postcard. The story, though, that Jesse tells Randall yeah. about the boy with football and how William learned. And that's why we needed all this. And that's why I'm saying it's okay about the mailman, is that there are people that Randall nope. will never know. And maybe they come up later. Maybe more. Shame. <laughs> no, no, You're not going to let me have my mailman. He's my boy, not Miggy. I want Shame. the mailman. No. Maybe Miggy becomes a mailman. <laughs> Miggy the mailman. Okay. <laughs> um, a couple of other things I did want to point out here that I really liked. Uh, first, the opening shot 
of William in the room writing the note, yada, yada. And then the yep. camera turns and it pans and it goes from that kind of muted, almost grainy look to the perfect HD, full colored look mm-hmm. of, of, of Randall being in the room. But it turns and it spins and it spins out like a clock, like it's, unwind- like it's unwinding time. Look at you fancy. Uh, excellent stuff. I love when camera work does that and it melds both of the scenes in together yep. in one good quick shot. Loved it. And the other... Uh, the other part that I really liked too is when Jack was at the bar, and at the where he was at the bar drinking some beers, <laughs> makers, uh, <laughs> uh, drinking the makers mark. Um, there was the first shot of him sitting at the bar was through a mirror, mm-hmm. and on the mirror you got the the hussy. It was the bar mirror, like the bar mirror, the, the mirror behind the bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the bar mirror, and the the hussy comes by and right, she's sitting right next to him, but as you're looking at the bar mirror. He's in the middle of the mirror, and up above him and below him, it says "proudly serving." And in the middle is Jack. Yeah, it was like it was just font on the mirror. You know how sometimes they write specials on it. Sometimes yeah, yeah. there's logos. Yeah, it just said "proudly serving," but it was perfectly framing Jack. And it was such an awesome shot. Right, right. And then lastly, I, I talked about this a lot last episode. Uh, the book ending. There was more book ending this episode. It begins with. Randall asking, how do I serve my dad's legacy? And it ends with him quitting yeah. and saying, I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving this place. What do you think Randall's going to do? Uh, he's talked to his mailman. I don't know. He's gonna, I don't know what he's going to do. But he, he, the guy's smart enough and he's, he's rich so enough smart. where he, he can do whatever the hell he, he really wants. He's so smart. Wish I was that oh, smart. Saying goodbye to Slither and Sanjay. Uh, so, and, and you know what? I've softened on Sanjay. Sanjay, Sanjay's working at 10.30 at night. Yeah. And now he's going to have to deal with the other 80% of the clients. At, at first, I thought he was a Slytherin. He might be Huff. He might be a Huff. He's not friendly enough for Hufflepuff. <laughs> oh, no, he's Slytherin. And now Maybe he's, he's a Ravenclaw. His, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to debate that. I don't know, but you know what? You're a wizard, Harry. That's, That's all right. I do know. All right, my love, are you ready to uh, yeah. close this bad boy you out? Bet. Okay, uh, you know what? Let's do that. You want to go outside? Uh, why, Rapunzel? Look at you, as fragile as a flower. Still a little sapling, just a sprout. You know why we stay up You're really in playing this I'm playing it. This is how we're closing it out. I need to do my to iTunes review. Safe and sound, Hold on. Guess I always knew this day was coming. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Soon, but not yet. Trust me, pet. You love the chorus. Mother That's what you're reading for. Knows best. Okay, I'll give you the chorus for a second. Mother knows best. Listen to your mother. It's a scary world out Okay, there. you good? Mother knows best. Okay. Huge shout out to our friends who have left us a rated uh, reading and written review on iTunes, Stitcher, all those great podcast apps that you have. If you have a moment, just open up the app and you can leave a couple of sentences. It means so much to us. Mama's right here. Mama will protect you. Anyway, Sassanok23 says, My favorite podcast couple. Found Mary and Blake last year through Outlander Podcast. So glad they began podcasting about another favorite during Droughtlander. I love feeling like a fly on the wall in their podcast studio. Thanks for sharing your stories. Thank you so much. 
There's your mumsy. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening. Tell your friends. Make sure that you are screenshotting your podcast app and putting in your Instagram stories or your Facebook stories using the hashtag This Is Us Too. It helps other people know about the podcast. And uh, thanks so much. Listen to your mumsy. Because I love you, Mother understands. Mother's here to help you. All I have is one request. Are you really going to listen to the rest of this? Oh, yeah. Rapunzel? Yes. Don't ever ask to leave this tower again. again. Poor Mandy Moore. Yes, Mother. <laughs> I love you very much, dear. I love you more. I love you most. You see what I was getting at? Yeah. Don't forget it. You'll regret it. Mother knows best. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. (laughs) I'll see you in a bit, my flower. (laughs) (laughs) See what I was getting at? That's why I wanted to close out with this. Ta-ta.